Hi, I'm Al Lowe, and I'm listening to Adventure Game Hotspot. Welcome back, or welcome front, if it's the first time joining us. I am Joshua, and that's Jack, and that's we are <laughs> Adventure Game Hotspot. And uh, today we have Francisco Gonzalez, so happy to have him. How are you guys doing today? Hey. Hello. <laughs> it's good to have you. Can't wait to talk about Rosewater, Gundeslav Games, and Adventure Games in general. Before we get into that, Jack, why don't you tell us about the week that was in Adventure Game Hotspot? Oh boy, a busy one. Oh, actually, we didn't do a podcast uh, last week, so mm -hmm. I got kind of two weeks worth of uh, news piled up. I, I won't say them all, but uh, oh, we did a preview of a game called uh, Plot of the Druid, um, which is currently in early access. And the reason I wanted to start with that is because we're introducing a new writer with that article called Nick Fuller. So welcome, Nick. Yay. Yeah. Um, we did a roundup of the gazillion and one uh, demos that are currently on the Steam Next Fest. Uh, I did a lengthy interview with uh, the developer of Roots in the Sky, The Hand of Glory 2, and Great yeah, it goes on and on and on. Reviews of Beyond the Edge of Alsgard, Stray, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Anyway, yeah, can, yeah, tons going on. Can steal Netflix. Well, gotta get more more pirates out there, right? <laughs> yeah. Speaking of pirates, we have uh, we have a pirate background there. A little transition. So, Francisco right. Gonzalez from the Slav Games, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Oh, hi. Uh, thank you for having me on. First of all, uh, mm -hmm. uh, and yeah, me. Who am I? I'm a guy. I make adventure games. Uh, you may know my games. If you're really old, you might know the Ben Jordan games. Uh, ben Jordan Paranormal Investigator was a little freeware series I started off with. Uh, I don't. I must not be old early. enough. <laughs> oh, that's true. Yeah. No, no, no of course. No. Of course. You're, you're, yes. No. I, no. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I shouldn't have led with that. Sorry. <laughs> first things first. Uh, sure. Great etiquette. Insult your hosts. Okay. Anyway. Um, yeah, no. So I did. Uh, I, I uh, started off tinkering around an adventure game studio in about 2001. Uh, made a freeware series called Ben Jordan Paranormal Investigator, which took me about eight years to make. And then I took the plunge and made this my full-time job in 2013. Uh, I released a game called A Golden Wake in 2014, followed by Shardlight in 2016, and then Lamplight City in 2018. And I am currently working on Rosewater, which will definitely be out in 2023. Ah, that was going to be or, my first question. <laughs> yeah, or or else I'll just collapse into a puddle of something. <laughs> yeah, guys, stay to the end because uh, he's going to actually tell us the release date at the end, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, so you really burst on the scene. It seems like a lot of people know you for 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 Lamplight. Is that uh, is was that accurate? Is that your, um... your biggest... Uh... I would say it's definitely probably the game that's done the best so mm -hmm. far. Uh, it's it's weird because I feel like I had a pretty big audience when I was doing the Ben Jordan games. Mm -hmm. But one thing that I learned very quickly when I when I started my commercial career is that people have a very different set of expectations when you present a game to them for free to download and when you oh, ask yeah. them to pay for it. <laughs> so I don't want to say like, I don't feel like I lost my audience but i also kind of feel like i don't know i sort of had to start from scratch in a way mm -hmm. um but yeah i mean i i mean i can't complain i feel you know i've had the very 
uh, I've had the fortune that every game I've done has has done a little bit better than the last one, and you know, years I'm always out there hustling and trying to get people to 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 know what I'm working on and what I'm doing, and you know, keep growing the audience. And you didn't take the safe path. I mean, since Ben Jordan, you've never done a sequel. And right. every game you've done is so completely different than the last one. Yeah, you know, like in terms of setting and the story and stuff like that. Um, that like each one is its own cell. You know what I mean? Like that, yeah, yeah. There's no, there's no, yeah. Oh, a new Francisco Gonzalez game. I know exactly what to expect. I mean, we sort of do gameplay wise and look wise, yeah. but everything else different. So. Like yeah, I mean, I, I yeah. guess the closest thing is now with Rosewater. It's not a direct mm -hmm. sequel to Lamplight City, but it's set in the same world, and it's got the same... It's got a couple of characters that, you know, are, are also returning characters. But, like, you don't need to have played Lamplight City in order to mm -hmm. enjoy Rosewater. I mean, you'll get more references if you did. But, yeah, that's probably the closest thing. And th that's more just because I wanted to explore the sort of alternate history world that I created more than anything else. So, yeah. And you're, you're one of the, 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 I guess the newfangled types of devs that are really out there using every bit of social media. You're, you're in the, the marketing part, you're doing the marketing, you're putting your face out there, except for when we're actually doing our launch day show in which you had to go, <laughs> uh, which, which you had to go faceless. Yeah. But yeah. I think that's great. I think that's something that I is drawn me towards your games because you're not only are you selling your games and you're selling your games personality, but you're selling your own personality. And I think you do a really great job at that. Yeah. Thank you. And I'm happy to hear you say that because a lot of the times I feel like I'm just screaming into the void mm -hmm. and there's some engagement, but, but there's always the, the concern of like, is this reaching anybody mm -hmm. or enough people like you know we always my I, I i've always worked with a publisher and both publishers i've worked with have actually used the same pr person actually who was on well you know who this person is it's emily morganti emily morganti yeah yes emily. the cla the 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 in uh the what's the word i'm looking for the incomparable, incomparable the the wonderful the incomparable emily morganti and she always helps do the marketing push but mm -hmm. obviously she's very busy, so she can't, you know, she, her, her time is focused on like launch time, right? Mm -hmm. So, but as an indie dev, yeah, of course, in the whole development process, you pretty much have to do it yourself if you want anyone to get any attention. And I, I made the mistake of putting all my eggs into the Twitter basket. And, you know, with the recent developments of Twitter, <laughs> like I've noticed that the it's, it's getting a little better now, mm -hmm. but there was definitely like a couple of months ago, there was this cliff of just engagement it, went out the window it was pretty rocky yeah so like i went over to mastodon and i tried you know i've been trying to build a, a following on mastodon and i don't do tiktok because i'm too old and i don't understand how to dance on tiktok but I know <laughs> that's not dance. true i yeah. saw i saw well yesterday. that's that's instagram and that's that's a personal thing <laughs> if you're talking about my cat swinging my cat around um but uh yeah. So, so yeah, it's, it's like, you gotta do, you gotta do the marketing hustle, but, but it's, and, and yeah, so like basically the, the, the thing that I find that's the easiest for me is to do the, the weekly live streams, which is just an excuse for me to be, do work, but also have people to talk to because it's very <laughs> lonely just sitting here being like, well, I'm drawing a background. Mm -hmm. So yeah. And I, and people, people seem to enjoy the the insight into the behind the scenes thing like i had a lot of fun 
putting together the behind the scenes videos for like the voiceover stuff. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, so it's, I'm happy to hear you say that Joshua, that like, you know, you're, you're enjoying and you feel like you're part of the dev process. Cause that's, I mean, that's part of the, the appeal of being an indie dev. I think that's, you know, part of why we have such strong attachments to like the days of Sierra and stuff was this, this sense of attachment to the developers. And then a lot of that kind of got lost in the intervening years and, you know, developers, developers were just sort of game makers that we didn't really know. So, mm. you know, it's, it's nice to be able to go back to putting faces to names and, you know, getting a feel for, you know, the people behind the products that we play. So yeah, it's, it's really mm. important. And along those train, that train of thought, I feel like you've done a wonderful job in pushing Rosewater, but not to the point to where we know everything about it before everything comes out. In fact, like I started thinking, like I've seen most of your, uh, most of your streams, your voice. So I see the things on, on demand and that when you put them out there, I seen your, um, uh, your trailers and stuff. I have not played the demo because I don't want to play the demo until I play the game. That's fair. That's fair. But I, and it's like, I'm so excited for it, but you've done the perfect amount to where what's going on. Tell us a little bit about the game. Like, tell yeah, us not the perfect this. amount, because we're going to ask for more. Yeah, oh, yeah. Give us, give, us a, give us a little something to taste on. Yeah, that's always that's always tough, too, because it's like I always have this concern that I'm going to reveal too much. Mm -hmm. And but then at the same time, I'm like, in, when I sit down and think about it, I'm like, you know, I, I actually kind of haven't really said much at all about what this game is about. Right. So. So the basic premise is that you play as a former boxer turned writer named Harley Legere who comes to the small town of Rosewater mm -hmm. and she's come to town because she has a she's got a prospective job offer from the local newspaper to be a writer. And so she gets this very is the place. early on in the game and like the, in the course of the demo she gets assigned to uh to write a puff piece about this uh, guy who's uh, like a legend of the West who's doing his Wild West show in town. And so depending on how you get into the theater to see the show, because one of the things about Rosewater is that several puzzles have multiple solutions a la Fate of Atlantis. Nice. Um, yeah, you then get recruited by him and his assistant to go in search of this missing fortune. And so you uh you get recruited and you go off on this journey and you meet a couple of other companions and you form this little posse and you go out across the frontier and the second act is the journey across the frontier and the third act is the finding of the treasure so <laughs> well I mean, alert. Oh, I mean man. well well i mean i mean the process of I finding know. the treasure so uh so yeah it's basically a treasure hunt story but also the main focus is the relationship with the companions because um the thing i noticed as far as like uh, being a developer when you have uh or as a writer of these games when you have uh you know a cast of multiple characters you as the writer always love all your characters for the most part and you want everybody to love them but more often than not there's always like one character everybody loves and one character everybody hates or <laughs> if you're really unlucky everyone's indifferent to them so i realized that to try and push you have to love all of these companions on everybody was was asking a lot so so basically you can choose who you want to be nice to and who you don't want to be nice to but your relationship levels with your companions affects the course of the story so like in in act two 
it's it's pretty much like an A to B thing, but along the way there's like little storylets, like something like let's say uh, the Banner Saga or something like that, where it's like you're going along and then oh, little vignette happens or whatever. And um, so each companion has two possible excursions. So like little, uh, I guess if we're we're talking in terms of like game games that are comparable, like you know how like in Fallout or or Fallout New Vegas or stuff, you have like uh, quest chains that are specific to the companions and like mm -hmm. developing their stories and things like that. It's that same idea, but then each care each companion has one for a high relationship, one for a low relationship. So when you play through, you'll only get one of them. So it adds to the replayability. Like if you want to be a jerk to companion A in one playthrough, and then you want to be nice to them and see how it affects the story, you can do that again. Uh, you can play again if you have a lot of time, which I know a lot of people don't. But the point is, it's tailored to your experience, and uh, yeah, so that's also why it's taken me almost four and a half years to get out, because there's a lot of content. Well, that's exactly what I was about to say. I, I can see why the date yeah. kind of slides. That's got to add a phenomenal amount of work. Now, like I don't recall, maybe this is part of what you don't want to reveal, but I, I don't recall hearing anything about the companions themselves yet, or can is there anything you can tease about? Oh, sure, sure. I did okay. a little, uh, yeah, no, actually, I, I did a little... Uh, uh, guerrilla marketing uh just sort of a, a little bio of each of the character of each oh you of did okay characters yeah yeah but i can give you a quick rundown um so the first two you meet are gentleman jake ackerman who is the wild west guy and he's sort of like the the big boasty pew pew bravado <laughs> hey i'm the old west hero kind of guy he's like i'll talk my way out of everything he's the face of the group if you're uh if you're an rpg person um, and then his assistant, Danny Luo, who's uh, his his sort of like long-suffering uh, assistant who's very timid, but is also a really great sharpshooter. Um, and then you meet uh, Filomeno Marquez, also known as Phil, Phil Marquez, who's like the exiled uh, new Spanish revolutionary who's like the demolitions expert. And he's trying to, to get, uh, you know, some funds to fund his revolution come out of exile. Um, then there's Nadine Redbird, who's a native, uh, half Native American doctor, uh, who or healer actually. So she's she's the healer of the group, and she is sort of trying to figure out where she comes from because she doesn't know who her people are, and she was raised by like the town doctor. So she comes along because she kind of wants wants to get out and see the world because she's very sheltered. And then there's Loretta Lola Johnson, who is the no guff tracker uh owner of the wagon who drives them and she's not interested in making friends she's just like you guys you know you're my passengers we're i'm taking you along whatever don't talk to me but you can talk to her and you can you can get her to warm up to you as well so so yeah those are your that's your little posse i think so, i got them all i'm looking over at the poster over there to make sure i got them all yeah, I was expecting five. I was sure that I read five companions yeah, somewhere. Yeah, there's, there's I lost five. count at some point. I'm going, I'm it's, sure that's more than five. Jake, Danny, Phil, Nadine, and Lola. That's five. Oh, okay. So we have yeah. a, a choose your own adventure style going on a little bit. You know, I and not that it has RPG elements, but I've noticed that a lot of adventure games, especially modern adventure games, have a lot of almost RPG uh, style elements being implemented into them is that something that you're you are trying to do or is it just uh, a natural way for you to to build 
Yeah, no, I mean, I, I'm not, like, a huge RPG fan myself. I've never played any, like, of the Bioware RPGs or anything mm -hmm. like that. Um, I Like I mentioned, I played Fallout New Vegas, and I like the, and, and Fallout 3 and, and 4 and all that stuff. And I like mm -hmm. the, I like the companion thing. But I, yeah, I mean, I just figured, you know, for an Old West setting, I thought it would be more interesting to do that that companion thing right like mm -hmm. just have the posse that's one of the one of the tropes of 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 the old west genre you know you have the magnificent seven actually originally it was going to be my joke was going to be that it was going to be seven of them but then it was like that's not a lucky number let's have six people or something but then <laughs> I, I pared it down it actually is six people the whole posse is six people um but uh yeah so so i don't know i just i felt it was more interesting to focus on the relationships in this not necessarily to make it more rpg like but just to make it different i guess well i love I like implementing a, a specific role you know and having a relationship with each each characters and that was something that i think like really drove me back into gaming back in gosh what is it uh knights of the old republic where i just absolutely adored how every single character had a little story going to it and it really made me come back into game because it wasn't just me out there. It wasn't just a, an arbitrary companion that's out there listening to what I have to say. You're learning back and forth. Uh, you know, I think most people have sort of the wrong impression that RPGs are all about combat or whatever. But um, I mean, really, you think about what the word is, it's it's role playing game and like role playing games and adventure games are pretty much kissing cousins anyway, except for the combat. So I think. That was gross, man. Incorporating more actual role playing into an adventure story is like the next sort of logical step for yeah. I mean, this more mature did it pretty well, I thought. But now I gotta ask: while we're on the topic of combat, is there any shooting of any kind? And this is the Wild West, more or less, right? There, I mean, yes, yes, there is shooting. There is some uh -huh. shooting. Uh, there is. There are two uh shooting we'll call them mini games um but they are both oops that's my stop working alarm uh <laughs> i never i never heed the stop working this is alarm. work no I, well yeah, not this. you love what you do you're never working right exactly mm -hmm. exactly it's more yeah anyway um yeah so there's two there's two shooting bits but you can you can either try your luck and shoot or you can do you can solve the obstacle another way um because you can role uh, play exactly exactly if you're not good at action events you can do it another way yeah Smart. So. you hear that guys rosewater is an adventure role-playing action game <laughs> let's go we're throwing the genres like out of the window let's do it let's do it <laughs> it is I'll a hire total some... hybrid I'll hire some actors and we'll do a mad dog. Actually, I've wanted to do a mad dog McCree style FM. Oh man, you're going water. back now. You're yeah. going back. Oh that's <laughs> funny you mentioned I was just working on like a a, a homage to old 90s 90s DOS games. And I just oh, yeah. did a little mad dog McGree McCree thing. So oh I have to I'll, I'll tell you a real quick story. Sure. I, when I uh, a few years ago, 2017 or so. Um, usually when I was going to GDC, my, my partner and I, she and I would, uh, do a little like pre GDC thing. Like we would go someplace before, um, and we went to go visit her aunt and uncle in Yarrington, Nevada, which is okay. like an hour and a half Southwest of Reno, nothing oh. out there. 
but it's near Virginia City, which is like super old west tourist trappy, like in the mountains, beautiful town. And she was like, they have an arcade there and they have Mad Dog McCree. And I was like, oh, my God, we're going to Virginia City and I'm going to play Mad Dog McCree. And it had closed and there was no Mad Dog McCree. And I was very sad, but I still oh. got to experience Virginia City, which was nice. So. No Mad Dog McCree, man. The only the only game that was better. What was that LucasArts uh, shooter game? Oh, Outlaws. 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 Yeah. Outlaws. I never played that one. And funnily enough, someone sent me a cutscene, and the whole like inciting incident where like the the main character leaves his ranch behind, and then mm -hmm. all the bad guys come and burn it down, is because his wife asks him to go get her rose water. And I was like, Oh, oh it was meant to be. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so let's talk a little bit about about you and your fandom. We've talked Mad Dog McCree. We've talked uh, we've talked some other things here. So give us a, a few of your favorite adventure games now and and coming up when you were younger. Oh wow, okay, uh, yeah, that's it's always hard when people ask like, what's your favorite adventure game? But I've narrowed it down to top five, not in any particular order. Um, Gabriel Knight: Sins of the Fathers, Quest for Glory: Shadows of Darkness, Conquest of the Longbow. Uh, Day of the Tentacle oh. and Curse of Monkey Island. Jack, it's Sierra versus LucasArts. I was gonna—he pivoted right at the end there. I was <laughs> sensing a real theme there at the beginning, but then yeah. whoop, it did a one. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, I, have to, <laughs> I have to throw some LucasArts love in there as well. Hard, hard to go wrong with with any of those. All, all of the ones that you mentioned are in my top ten of all time, except for a Conquest of the Longbow, which is in my top twenty-five. Okay. So. All right. Yeah, I, I feel like it. that's that's a severely underrated uh, game. The the one major flaw, obviously, is that it's copy protection. The game there's entirely too many uh, puzzles that rely on the copy protection. But you learn about gems. You, you learn, learn a lot about, of Sierra's yeah. copy protection. Learned a lot about life in general. <laughs> yeah. Well, Christy Marks was very much like she wanted to teach you about about like druid trees and gems and, oh. and stuff. So I appreciate that. It's the not healing like, powers of gems. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. It's not like find the third word in the second paragraph of the fourth page. It's like <laughs> identify the you and do it on your hand and like yeah. It's, or it's, like like Leisure Suit Larry. What was Ronald Reagan's second movie right. that he was in? Like no right. man would know that whether they were twenty five or forty. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. <laughs> now what about? Uh, what about non-adventure games? Let's uh, do, or, or let's say genre bending games. Sure, uh, sure, sure. One in yeah. particular, I I'm thinking of that may have had a little bit of influence in designing Rosewater, but uh, I'll I'll throw I'll leave the question open for now. Were you gonna say Red Dead Redemption? I was not. Was, oh, okay. Uh, a different different game that you mentioned uh, recently on Discord. Oh, oh, uh, yes, um, uh, Uncharted Four. There yes. you go. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, that's the thing, right? Like, I, I, my dirty little secret, and I don't think it's a dirty little secret. I think it's pretty common amongst adventure game, indie adventure game developers, at least all the ones I know, is that I don't actually really play adventure games anymore. Yeah, um, I understand. And it's not because I don't like them or I think they're bad or anything. It's just I don't want to play what I've been designing <laughs> all day, yep. you know? Totally. So I'm making make an exception every now and then. Like, I, I loved Hobbs, the excavation of Hobbs Barrow. Um, that's like been one of my favorite indie adventure games of recent uh release um but yeah like usually i do all my gaming on the playstation 4 and i tend to gravitate more towards like action adventure like third person 
like your Uncharted's, your Tomb Raiders, your Assassin's Creeds, or like I'm currently playing now you're talking. War Ragnarok. Yeah. So that's 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 what I that's my genre like of choice when I play um, on PS4. But yeah, I, I love the Uncharted games. Um, I loved uh, Uncharted 4, obviously, and and as I mentioned on Discord, like when I was playing it, I was I was I think at that point I was already pretty close to the end of of Lamplight City because that game came out in what 2016, 2017. 2017? Okay, I think it was 20, yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah. So that was like right around I was pretty well into production of Lamplight City and already thinking about what I was going to do next. And so playing it, I was like, you know, I love this whole like globe trotting adventure, Indiana Jones, like, you know, find the clues and go on the next treasure hunt thing. So I was like, actual adventures. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. That, I was like, that'd be fun to adapt into an adventure game, like make an actual adventure adventure game. Right. Yeah, that's right. So so that's when I started brainstorming the ideas for what I wanted Rosewater to be. And in the end, I settled for a treasure hunt, but it's not it's not like follow the clues to this thing. You know what I you know what I always just the trope that always just gets me about those games and, and uncharted does this a lot too but i guess it's you have to do it it's like they're always followed by like the bad guy right and then they always <laughs> have to go through like they find the hidden temple and they go through all of this like really hard like squid hidden passages and like solve all these puzzles and then as soon as they find the thing oh the bad guy's there it's like yep or they did all the hard work for him right exactly it's like then they always show up and it's like come on come on that's like ever since indiana jones like (laughs) how frustrating everything in indiana jones he did all the heavy lifting and uh, yeah belloc yeah exactly Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) all right so i always ask this question but i think it's so much fun so the main the main protagonist or the protagonist in rosewater which hollywood actor would you cast to play Oh my gosh. Oh, that's a great question. Um Oh. Wow. Oh. First thing on that comes to your mind. I was first, honestly the first thing that comes to mind is I would cast her voice actor Maya Murphy because Maya already kind of looks like Harley. All she needs to do is put on like the wig. And I was wondering would, if maybe you patterned be... it off of her. Like No, uh, I no? I did I didn't really. I mean, I I met her uh a few years ago and i had always kind of in the back of my mind had her in mind for the role because mm-hmm. i i liked her voice and i thought she could do it um but yeah no in designing the character i didn't really pattern her on her it just sort of worked out that way weirdly enough mm-hmm. so so yeah but um but if it was if it had to be a hollywood well-known person i don't know Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> that's and, the safe answer, right? That, that's the safe answer, yeah. <laughs> well, you can never go wrong there. Yeah. You can't go wrong. <laughs> Actually, I have someone in mind. I did not go know this it. question was going to be asked. So I this like just left a mind. And I had literally just finished uh, uh, playing a little bit of the demo before this, uh, this meeting. And um, I didn't know about the Xboxer thing. So... Mm-hmm. I think when you said that, it twigged something. I'm thinking about Gina Carano. Oh, oh, is she... former MMA fighter? Who's, right. You know, I can't even. She went to think... Star Wars universe, right? Yeah, right. was yes. Mandalorian, uh, right? Yeah, I think so. I could, anyway. I could totally see that. She was, she was in another movie that I saw that was, uh, that was really good. Like right when she left the MMA world. Cool. Um. Yeah. Well, you kind of maybe answered this already but uh i'm like 
when you do play an adventure game, do you, are you able to play it as just a fan or do you play it as a developer? Because I know for me, it's hard to turn reviewer brain off or editor yeah, brain yeah. off and just yeah. play for fun, you know? And that's maybe one of the reasons why you tend to go to other genres. I do too. Yeah. Like when I want a, a break. Yeah, yeah. It's very hard. I try my best to do that, but it, it always makes me think of when I was in high school and I couldn't read books for fun because it was like you're, you're in English class and it's like you have to analyze all the subtext and all this stuff. And I couldn't read books without being like, oh, my God, this is I, this. Yeah. So, yeah, it's wrecking anyway. them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So. So, yeah. Um, But I try. I try and be as as non critical as possible as as I can when I play the adventure games i also played return to monkey island obviously that was that was another big adventure game i played last year what'd you think of it i liked it i liked it um was it i like it i like it or you know did you really like it i i enjoyed it it's not my favorite of the series but i liked what they did i thought it was clever how they handled the the ending of monkey island 2 and i i didn't i'll confess that I, I liked Thimbleweed Park. I absolutely hated the ending. I didn't <laughs> dislike the ending of Return to Monkey Island as much as I hated the ending of Thimbleweed Park, but I also was like, eh, I'll take it. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Maybe it's because you were preconditioned. You knew it was coming. Like you had Maybe. to it by this point. You Maybe. Know? Yeah, at that point, I was like, fool me once, Ron Gilbert. Shame <laughs> on you. Fool me 37 times. That's He's just still Ron trying. Gilbert. He's still trying. Yeah. Now you mentioned you mentioned books, so you were okay. you were in lit. I gave you a little segue there. Oh, perfect. Well, I think <laughs> let's let's jump into that. We always end our show with a top five, and today is going to be a top five favorite books of all time. And uh, I'm very passionate about my books, and so like I'm sure I'll have a, quite a bit of opinions. But you are the the guest, so we're going to let you go first. Doesn't have to be in order. You can just throw five of them out there. One oh, at a time. Okay. Well, as I mentioned before, um, the whole having to like analyze books mm -hmm. in school kind of put me off reading for a really long time. Actually, what really put me off reading for a really long time was I had a teacher and in, in, my English teacher in eighth grade was obsessed with War and Peace. And she mm -hmm. made us read War and Peace in eighth grade. Wow. Read War and Peace in eighth grade. That's no not, or ever. No, no. Or, well, no, you should. It's, mm -hmm. a, it's a good book, but it's not it's not something an eighth grader can. Appreciate. No, it's not eighth grade. Yeah, no. So, so I will confess that my, uh, my, my literary, uh, cultural, uh, knowledge is not what it should be. Although I have recently joined a book club and we've been reading a lot of classic literature. We just finished reading Pride and Prejudice, okay. uh, which I was fine, but I will say that <laughs> the top five books that I have ever read ever, um, in no particular order. Let's go. Let, let's go around the room. So jump. Say okay. one, then Jack Someone, will go, and okay. we'll go around. Um, this is a book that I liked, and then I read it again, and I was like, "Oh, this kid! I hate this kid." But I still think it has value. Uh, Catcher in the Rye. Okay. Mm, yeah. I like every other adolescent boy read that and was like, "This is me." And then I read it again <laughs> a few years later, and I was like, Whoops. "This kid's a whiny brat. <laughs> Get over yourself, kid." But it's still a good book. <laughs> My friend and I had that very same had this very same conversation about it, yeah. it almost verbatim. <laughs> That's funny you mentioned that. Yeah, oh, I I love that that two reaction like 
this is me and then no he's a whiny little brat without making the connection <laughs> yeah well oh wait a minute you mean uh, i was a whiny little brat oh sure nobody told me i didn't think i was i thought i was cool but okay i'm up next mm-hmm. okay this is kind of low hanging fruit but if i don't say it i know someone will i gotta go with uh, the lord of the rings trilogy i mean you know just an amazing trilogy of books uh read them several times and just adore them all although i gotta admit every time i hit a four-page song um <laughs> i just flip 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 flip, yep. flip but uh yeah everything else is amazing can't go wrong with lord of the rings i'm gonna say count of monte cristo it's got mm. everything you want piracy revenge it's good to go treasure mm-hmm nice um I'm going to say, uh, as far as fantasy, I, I, I enjoyed the His Dark Materials uh, trilogy. I read that when that was relatively new, and I liked the, the recent uh, HBO adaptation. That's a, that's a fun a fun series. I and I did not know. Them. Yeah, yeah, I didn't yeah, know it was a book a... series. Cool. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, they came out in the late 90s to, like, mid-2000s. Yeah, gotcha. Um, and there is actually a sequel trilogy that's that's happening now. Um, which I also want to read. So, yeah. Hmm. I started out liking that series, although as the books went on, it kind of lost me a little bit. I thought it just hmm. jumped the tracks a little bit too much and uh, I sort of lost interest, but I did enjoy the the recent series. Hmm. Um, it's another, it's hard to pick one, but uh, I'm going to sort of say the whole Tom Clancy uh, set of books. Um, if I have to pick a favorite, I think I'd go The Sum of All Fears which don't judge it on the movie because it was a horrible, horrible, horrible movie. Uh, whereas The Hunt for Red October is one of the best movies ever made. But uh, but the book is really awesome. Really, really dense. But if you work through it, and again, like I'll, I'll do four pages of flipping through technical specs on nuclear warheads and stuff like that just to get to the good parts. But oh, the good parts are so good. I have never read a Tom Clancy book ever and i adore like that whole style there's just so many others that i've got gotten caught up especially as i got older um but i i'm gonna go with um speaking of a guy who wrote some of the tom clancy books uh, mark greeny oh yeah uh, the gray man series is is wonderful Mm. it's it's action it's uh I mean, it's 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 incredible, incredible series. I, I think th- they they end up making a a movie about it with um, Mark. Oh, that's right, Gosler. Yeah, Ryan Gosling. Gosling. Ryan Gosling. And, yeah, uh, it was yeah. nothing to do with the book, but uh, oh. <laughs> I was disappointed in that. Oh, it wasn't the oh. books? Yeah. Um, actually, uh, yeah. Now I think about it, I, I, I'm remembering long forgotten books that we read in book club um mm-hmm. and i realized that yeah I, I actually have really gotten into the dune series uh, as well Ooh. like i really liked the first like so it was funny because i got into dune over the course of a weekend a couple of weeks ago or years ago sorry mm-hmm. a couple of years ago what is time uh where uh some friends and i went to a cabin in vermont to get away from the city and my friend was like oh man i got this great board game uh dune imperium and so we played it and i was like i've heard of dune i've never seen the lynch movie and i know that there's this new one coming out i've never read the book tell me about it and he told me about it and i was like this sounds amazing so then i read dune and i was like oh this is really good and then i read dune messiah and i was like oh 
this is okay. And then I started started reading Children of Dune, and I was like, I'll come back to this, because I really want to get to God Emperor of Dune. But but no, I really like Dune, um, the first book. Uh, And... Yeah, I'm I'm curious to to keep going uh, at least and stop at the Frank Herbert authored ones because I hear the other ones are not great. That sounds like the perfect getaway. <laughs> Board games, <laughs> books, and just uh, just yeah. Well, and then actually, <laughs> well, we also we also watched the Lynch version, and then we watched the the documentary about Hodorowski's Dune. So that was like hmm. a Dune weekend. It was very nerdy, Sweet. but it was also very. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if uh, either of you guys have uh, play, um, read this, but um, Francisco, it might appeal to you. That's Odd Thomas by Dean Koontz. Oh, no, um, I've never yeah, read Yeah, he's a young man who can see and speak with ghosts. Well, he speaks to ghosts because uh, his ghost can't talk, but it's just really, really clever. It's just kind of a dry wit and just like an offbeat sensibility that really stands out from from the norm and i really enjoyed it he's done like there's at least six or seven books by now i think but but again a kind of a case of diminishing returns with each successive book but the first one just had me hooked and i loved it so that's the thing with books they're really hard to follow up especially a great first one well it's, yeah. i guess that's the same with anything uh Adventure game fans will probably love this, but uh, I have no mouth and I must scream. Oh, oh. yes. That's got everything in it. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Um, are we at number five? I think uh, we're at number four. five. Okay. Oh, is it? No, yeah, oh. this, that was four. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay, sure. Okay, so I'm at number five. All right, well, then I will say... Uh, oh, no, that was... No, I'm I'm sorry. I should just stop at math because apparently I can't... <laughs> I remember what I said. Okay. You're right. This is number four. This is number four. Okay. Well, then, uh, this was a book that I also had to read in school and didn't appreciate when I read, but then when I read it again, I actually really liked it. Uh, Rebecca by Daphne du Maurier. Maurier. Mm. Um, it's uh, it's very much like a gothic, uh, sort of uh, just mystery kind of thing, and it's one of those books that when you read it, suddenly you start seeing references to it everywhere because it's one of those things where like people make sly references to it, but you don't realize it until you read it. Um, But there's actually an old uh, Hitchcock adaptation from like 1940 with Laurence Olivier. Um, That's actually pretty, pretty good adaptation. Um, But yeah, it's really good. It's a, it's a good mystery. It does dwell a little bit too much on descriptions of garden plants, but uh, <laughs> if you can get past that, it's actually a really, really good book. Flip, flip, flip. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And anytime anyone's like, oh, it's not as, you're not as good as the other Mrs. De Winter, then you're like, oh, I know what you're talking about. Okay, my fourth uh, is another series. I don't know. I, I, I gravitate towards series. I don't know why, but um, I guess because once I get hooked on a book, I I, I'm a, I am a completist, so I got to read everything. But uh, it's Artemis Fowl by uh, Owen Colfer. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, just a really quirky, fun sense of humor about a boy genius who has sort of a, he's kind of a criminal mastermind, but uh, gets in league with... Uh, the world of fairies and stuff like that so just really really imaginative and again they made it into a movie don't base the books on the <laughs> movie no 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 is awful 
And I am going to go with uh, Lee Child. Most people would say the killing floor for Jack Reacher, but uh, I'm going to go with Persuader. That's his fourth book. And it was, it was, uh, uh, I don't use the word masterpiece very often, but it was a masterpiece. Wow. It just kicks ass. And he's such an incredible wordsmith, too. For a hulking, ass kicking guy to be able to so quick witted, I just love it. I love it, man. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I'm drawing a blank. You guys go ahead and I'll I'll finish with my fifth. I have to okay. really think about it. No, this. too soon. I wasn't I was gonna use this time. No, oh, um, I'll, I'll, I'll go next. No, no, I can okay, go, 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 go ahead. Um okay, I'll get again go to the sort of fantasy world of uh C.S. Lewis and the Narnia series. Um, wow. This is like when I was a kid, I just sure. devoured those and loved them, still love them, uh enjoy the movie. Well. It kind of enjoyed the movies. At least they aren't total disasters like some of the others on my list. <laughs> did you ever? Did you ever play Hugo's House of Horrors? Mm -mm. I dabbled, but I have no memory of it really. So there's a what the final puzzle puzzle is. Uh, there's in the first one is there's this old man that's guarding. You have to like go across the lake, and the only way you can get out of the boat is if you answer this old man's trivia questions, and it's all outside knowledge. So. One of the questions is, where did Aslan live? Hint, ah. not in a wardrobe. And at that time, when I was a kid, I hadn't read the books. I had only seen the BBC adaptations. So I had heard them say Narnia with British accents. So I thought it was Narnia. Narnia. So I was like, I kept typing like N-O-N-Y-A. And it was like, I don't know what that means. So I had to go to the library and look in the card catalog. Remember those kids? Oh, man. I, yeah. I, no, I, just, no I don't remember that. No, I heard about that in Monkey no, Island, no, no. too. Yeah, much, yeah. much too young to remember, though. <laughs> so I had to go to the library and see how it was spelled in the card catalog. So that's wow, that's dedication. Okay, yeah. I, I admire that. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, go on. Jack? Well, that was mine. Mm -hmm. Oh, you said that. Oh, okay. Yeah, he said that. Oh, Francisco, the you're next. Series. Yeah, I'm sorry. I forgot okay, about fine. That. Uh, let's go with. Uh, hmm, 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 hmm. I'll say The Shining by Stephen King. Oh, nice. Which obviously I've seen the the movie. I, mm -hmm. I feel like all the books have been adapted to movies, and the book yeah. is pretty good. The, I I understand why Stephen King was not a fan of the Kubrick movie, and I remember seeing the miniseries that they did in uh, like the '90s that was a little bit more faithful. Mm -hmm. But I'm glad that they cut out the the living topiaries because that's probably the silliest part of that book. You can't take you just can't take living topiaries seriously as a horror threat. It's like, pretty hard, yeah. I yeah. still don't but, understand uh, it. I don't understand like the was he a were they ghosts like was he crazy I don't under I don't get it like yeah I, I still no, don't I, that I, is I really the correct liked... answer I don't understand <laughs> is the correct answer I I really liked the idea of just like the the idea of the place itself being mm -hmm. the evil entity that, that, yeah. that that's cool yeah. so all right those are mine well, I'll finish it up by saying uh, Louis Lemire book uh, Fair Blows the Wind. It's the mm -hmm. only non-Western that he wrote that was uh, Sea Bear. It was a pirate setting. Again, revenge, sword play, pirating. He goes and he uh, trains with like the greatest swordsman in the world to take revenge on this master swordsman who killed his father. Oh, man, I've read it. A dozen times every one of my friends i make them read the book so they have an understanding of my childhood like this is what i loved as a kid i want you to get it that that's that's what we do and so yeah fair blows up that was fun 
This that was, was a, a lot of fun. Cisco, I really appreciate you you coming on. It's been a great time, Absolutely. Jack. What I do we got going on at the at a, yeah, what do we got going on at AGH this week? And then we'll say goodbye to everybody. Well, I mean, next week's still a bit of a toss-up. We got tons of uh, reviews in the works, but um first up is going to be our review of uh Burnhouse Lane, the next uh horror story by Rem Michalski. So if anybody's played uh, the cat lady or downfall, uh you'll know that uh he's like he's a creep meister you know what i mean <laughs> not a creep a creep meister he will give you the chill let me tell you awesome all right well that's what we got uh, in ag i'm sure we have some more coming up this week francisco week. yeah once again i guess i'll finish the say goodbye tell everybody where we can find you did we lose you yeah, you just cut out. Oh, I'm sorry. I was saying, right. tell everybody where we could find you. Oh, I, uh, yeah, uh, I just got the message. Your internet connection is unstable. Uh, where can you find me? You can find me on Twitter. I am at Grundislav Games. That's G-R-U-N-D-I-S-L-A-V-G-A-M-E-S. I am also that on Mastodon. Uh, you can find my games on Steam and on GOG.com. You can find the Ben Jordan games on itch.io. Uh, I had a website, but it's been down for a long time, so don't <laughs> go there. Uh, and I think that's it. That's yeah. You can you can oh you can you can uh, subscribe to my newsletter. I have not uh, I haven't sent out a newsletter in a while. But if you go to uh, tinyletter.com/grundislav, you can sign up for my newsletter. Uh, and you can also catch me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Grundislav every Wednesday at 1 p.m. for Wild West Wednesday, where I do a live stream of the development of Rosewater. Sometimes I do Frontier Friday, but I haven't done one of those in a while. That's <laughs> just very zealous when you want to throw a couple in there. That's yeah. Right. And you are very entertaining. Um, whenever you do your 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 streams, oh, gotta you. love them. I'm sure we could find Jack over at Adventure Game Hotspot where he lives. I think I yeah, I do live there. Yeah, I got my pillow all set up. <laughs> and you could find this podcast over at adventuregamehotspot.com as well, and over at our YouTube channel, our new YouTube channel, Adventure Game Hotspot, and also anywhere where you consume your podcasts. So for Jack, for Francisco, I am Joshua. We appreciate you guys, and we'll see you in the next episode. Take care, everybody. So long. Bye. Rosewater.